0: Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in Minnesota.
2: Goodness gracious. Woo!
0: It's really pretty out there.
2: You know, not all not all snows are created equally. That
0: is absolutely true.
2: I came down this morning and now you guys know I have like 20 trees in my backyard, whatever. I'm an arborist. But beyond that uh, is this pond. And those mature trees were just snow globe. You know what they were? Hmm. Donna, they were flocked.
0: Yes, Steve. I mean, they're really pretty. Like it super pretty. It is so pretty.
2: gorgeous right now. And I think there's a chance that this look, you know, usually you have to like get out, take your pictures, enjoy it, breathe it in. And then it kind of blows away or melts away. The nature of the weather that we're getting in this little sort of mini snowstorm is, I think it's gonna keep snowing throughout today. I think it's expected to snow into tomorrow. I heard five to eight inches in most of the Metro by around evening tomorrow, but then it gets super cold. And so there's a chance that maybe this all kind of freezes in place. And I heard a meteorologist whose name I will not utter on these airwaves. But say that a white Christmas here in Minnesota, pretty much a guarantee.
0: Oh, wow. Just can't melt
2: away. It's going to be sub-zero starting Saturday or Sunday. Really? But I just want it to last on these trees because it is snow. Oh, it's
0: just beautiful. It's the stuff you see in paintings, you know?
2: Yes, it is. And you know what? Then if you had any trees that were lit on your street, they looked flocked because the lights were still on. And so they were glowing this magical little wintry tree. I went like any stupid dope, and I took my phone and went out on the deck, and then I took slow-moving left-to-right video That's of nice. the trees. Aww. What am I going to do a with
1: panorama. it? A panorama.
2: Should I post it? Do I post this now, put a little music to it somewhere in my memory sure. by John Williams from Home Alone? Maybe? I love it. That's,
1: That's what an great. arborist does. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Holly.
0: Holly, please don't encourage him. That no, much. no, no,
2: please, Holly. Thank you. You are a, a breath of fresh air on this show when it comes to tree talk.
1: I want you to live your dream. Oh, just wait
2: until the spring when those suckers start leafing out. Leafing My out. My Lord. I have to take personal days just to emotionally calibrate.
0: Oh my god
2: but Donna, you were so smart you uh it was one of those snowy mornings where you left really early and then the traffic was it sort of a little bit subdued because of the time you got on the road so you yes. got a slow but steady driving
0: absolutely that's exactly that's what it was great. you know the you know the Um, speed limit was a little different. You know, I was doing like 40 instead of 65. Um, But everyone was moving and everyone was being respectful and and giving people space. But that is the key, you guys. I uh, I've learned the hard way. The key is you do have to leave early. And when I say early, I'm talking like an hour earlier than you would normally leave. And then maybe you get to work a little bit earlier, but you don't have to deal with it because I can almost guarantee you that the people who were on the road at 8,
2: 8.30 are... It's causing a big problem. Yes. Yeah. More
0: cars,
2: more problems. Thank you. Hey! Uh, uh, tell me what happened with... Sur- I haven't heard news out of Survivor in, oh my I feel God. like, a decade.
0: You guys, I feel like this is, like, the 52nd or maybe the 43rd. It's Survivor 43.
2: Jeff Probst is doing well.
0: Man. I would say... Damn, but anyway, it was the finale, and the guy who won, his name is Mike Gabler. He's 52 years old, he's a heart valve specialist. Oh, wow! And he walked away with the million dollars, and he's not going to have it for long because he is donating every penny of his winnings or whatever's left after taxes to the oh. Veterans in Need Foundation.
2: Wow. I got
0: goosebumps when i read this
2: that's awesome so he
0: uh he said you know there are people that need the money more i'm going to donate the entire prize the entire million dollars in my father's name robert gabler who was a green beret and he said um to veterans in need who are suffering from trauma psychiatric problems ptsd uh and also to curb the suicide epidemic we're going to save lives we're going to do something good uh he got seven out of a possible eight votes. I had meant to watch this season. I never followed through with that thought, but um it's a pretty it's a pretty entertaining show.
2: Yeah. Um It's been a while for me. Yeah,
0: it's been a hot I minute. In.
2: I think it was maybe season one.
0: Elizabeth Hasselhoff.
2: Hasselhoff
0: Hasselhoff Hasselhoff Hasselbeck.
2: Yeah, not. Hassled no, back. She wasn't part of the H- Hoff empire. Oh, I had a friend, so a friend from college, who was on a few years ago, so I, I was watching then. Um, oh yeah, but but still, distantly. How did yeah. friend do? I think he made it like pretty far. I feel like to like the top five or so. Okay, Eric Caseman, I believe. I, th- I hope I'm saying his last name right. Doesn't well, matter, guys. You
0: didn't hassle him.
2: Uh, but hey, congratulations. And you know what? Just because you're rich or just because you would like, you know, he's a heart valve specialist. So I'm sure he's able to cover his monthly nut without too much stress. Right. That being said, just because you make a lot of money or you win a lot of money or whatever, that does not always equate to generosity. What it usually does when you start adding commas is it usually puts a magnifying glass on your relationship with money. Right. So if you if you're generous, you start giving extravagantly. Um, and if you're greedy, you hold on to a ton of your own money, you know, so yeah. kudos to that guy is what yeah. I'm saying.
0: Or you go bankrupt.
2: Thank you. There she is. <laughs> always with the third option we hadn't considered. I'm um, Let me touch a quick update here quickly. Yeah. Regarding just the sad news that we uh, learned about while we were on the show yesterday regarding Steven Twitch Boss, the DJ from Ellen's show. Many people remember him from So You Think You Can Dance. He was Mm -hmm. a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, Tons of followers, millions of followers on Instagram. He and his wife, um, Allison Holker, do dances together all the time. Invariably, what you hear is any room he's in, he brings joy. Anything he does is about bringing joy. Which made yesterday so shocking. And we followed him since the day he auditioned on So You Think You Can Dance. And, you know, I felt bad when I I went downstairs and told Lou. You know, it's just such a, you hate it when you know you're going to tell somebody something. And it's going to hit them hard. I mean, she was so dumbfounded and saddened by this. Um, We've learned a little more. I'll read to you what TMZ has found out in their reporting. Law enforcement uh, tells TMZ that when Allison Holker, Twitch's wife, entered a branch of the LAPD Tuesday to report her husband, Stephen, missing, she stressed how out of character Twitch's disappearance was. And she told cops he just simply left their house. There was no argument, no issue, and then he wouldn't answer any of her calls. And they say that law enforcement then accompanied Allison back to the family's home, and they did a brief check around the property for any sort of video or clues as to where he might have gone. Um... And then TMZ is told that Allison was so insistent on how odd Twitch's behavior was that officers considered listing him as a critical missing persons case. However, uh, as TMZ first reported, it was shortly after that that the 911 call came in uh, saying that Twitch had been discovered at a motel less than a mile from his home, (sighs) having died as a result of suicide from a a gunshot. And the, the, the motel staffers say that he just checked in had a bag didn't seem upset um and just had one bag with him and just took the room out for a night and apparently that motel is constructed in a way where a gunshot could go off and you wouldn't necessarily hear it Mm. because they're in different units and all that kind of stuff but it's just so it's just you know so tragic
0: really really tragic
2: and you know i i know we're short on time here um but I saw a lot of people saying yesterday, and I really understand it, but there's another part of me that feels still, like, confused. Um, you know, hey, check in on the happy people, right? Check in on the people who make you laugh and all that kind of stuff. Everybody. Check in on them. But, you know, it, this sounds so out of character that I I want to think that that would have helped. But there's a part of me that feels like, if you said, hey, man, how are you doing? We're also used to putting up a veneer and not going deep. Right. That I don't... I hope and, and I think that's the only thing that's the only choice we have is to check in with people, be intentional communicators. Well be and if genuine you notice something concern. a
0: little different also. Something a little you know, you're 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 a little quieter like than you normally are or sounds
2: like she didn't notice anything. It doesn't sound like at this point we know of anything. Yeah. And so it strikes me as just such a tragic sudden. Change, yeah, like maybe you know, they'll do an
0: autopsy yeah. and maybe yeah. there'll maybe be something, we'll something yeah. else.
2: It just, just leaves you feeling helpless and heartbroken for this poor family. And I just so wish this would uh, not be what we are talking about today. Um, but anyway, love to Allison Holker, her family, as they grieve and just a tremendous loss. Um, when we come back, we will go about normal programming. Let us shine the spotlight on Donna Valentine, she pulled off a technological feat yesterday that as. People attempted to reverse engineer it. We couldn't conclude how it was done. She's not even fully aware that she did it. I have no idea. explain. (laughs) No idea what you're talking
0: about. Oh, my God. Okay, bye. Hello. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, where talk is fun, usually. Holly Roberts is with us also. Hey. Good morning. Good morning.
2: You have a person in your office who just knows how to do stuff with tech. Just better than anyone. You kind of tap them on the shoulder. Can you help me with this? Well, someone in our office yesterday did did a thing that, as best we could tell from the conversation, no one knew how to duplicate, which is either a sign of pure genius or absolute incompetence. I got a call yesterday afternoon from our boss, Amy Daniels, out of the ordinary. She doesn't generally call me in the afternoon. Never heard of her. So I blocked the call, obviously, and then she sends a text. Um, We need to talk. It's regarding Donna. Oh. So I call. (laughs) She calls Quinn over. (laughs) She calls. All right, I say, Amy. All right, Steve, hang on. Quinn, can you come here? Quinn, our social media guru. What happened was they went out to the printer. We have a couple new printers. They went out to the printer, and they found what at the time after they counted... Was 92 pages mm-hmm. of papers printed out, double sided, which is difficult to yeah, figure okay. out. Yep, anyway. yep, yep. This is sounding like you, Donna.
0: No, not me, but something I also found on the printer. And I was like, Who, whose is this? Not different printer, though. This was a printer down the hall.
2: And by the way, Donna does not, he <laughs> goes to a different school. Donna does not know what is what was I on that no printer. I have no
0: idea what you're talking about.
2: You are going to feel slightly vulnerable. When you find out. It was, and it tells you at the bottom of a paper who printed it.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Based on your login information, you know? Oh,
0: good to know So you
2: you should be able to find a Donna Valentine somewhere down at the base of the... And at the bottom of the 92 pages of front and back was Donna Valentine. And the contents of what was printed, and I was sent photographic evidence to confirm this. Donna printed yesterday... Her entire inbox, front and back, Hmm. each side had roughly 30 emails. And as we ran the numbers, if you do front and back of 90 pages, you're getting close to 3,000 emails Mm -hmm. documented. Yeah, that sounds right. And if you (laughs) then later, I get another email update from them, and we're trying to figure out how did this happen. They're showing me the stack of papers. And then I get an update from Quinn that says... Apparently, the printer was jammed. It's now up to 152 pages.
1: What? How does this even happen? Donna,
2: you are the one who has to answer. Now, let me tell you what I was sent, and I can show you a picture.
0: Is it just the inbox or the contents of the emails?
2: It's like the inbox that you would see on your screen. Okay. And so all you can see are the top line of an email. And, I mean, the, what, the the page that they're showing me goes back to June of 2022.
1: How many emails do you have in your inbox right now, Donna? Uh, let me check.
2: Let's see. It's got, I mean, it's, it's got to be one of those sort of thousands. Oh, yeah.
1: You know what? I don't know. All these, these clutches or pearls here.
0: Usually <laughs> it says it, like, right on my phone. It doesn't do that anymore since we changed our little email sitch. Um, my... Okay, so I'm seeing a home one that has over four, uh, 859, oh. something like that. Unread, 852.
2: Well, <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
0: No, that can't be right.
2: No, because let me tell you, there were thousands, literally thousands of your emails printed out from the computer that Donna Valentine was accessing, and had was it been it this hacked, one? The one I believe it in... was the one right outside.
0: But what computer was it that I was printing off of? Because I tried to print some things from in here, in this studio. You know, one it thing. happened. just it ha- copy for TGK Automotive. I made a word document, hit print.
2: You know what? I so went the timestamp, another clue is we try to figure out how could something like this have been done because no one even knows how to print their inbox. You printed your inbox. And a double sided too, efficient use of paper. Huh. Though you slaughtered tons of trees, and I being the Lorax, hashtag Steve's trees, was deeply offended by what had occurred. 913 was the time of print. That yeah. would have been break number one Yesterday, what button do you think you pushed?
0: I hit control P. First, I opened the email that I wanted to print the copy from. I hit control P and then it printed not to the printer you're talking about. I printed it to the one over by the Sea Monster's office. When I went to pick it up, I looked and I went, oh, my God, where's my copy? Somebody printed like a thousand pages of whatever and i that thought but, oh, but, I, but i actually brought it into the studio and looked at it and went what is this and i thought it was coming from our commercial department our commercial traffic department i thought they were printing off information on advertisers
2: they were printing off uh emails from your inbox and only your inbox 913 yesterday and let me just say so what it shows is like the inbox view that you have so
0: i put it back on the printer and i went oh this is somebody's going to come looking for this so I and put it was it back.
2: all your email you must have skimmed pretty quick because these are and what's joyful about this is just like an inbox so it only shows you a little teaser the trailer version of the email but i thought this was somewhat ironic the second email on the page that they randomly send me says from written from donna Oh, no, my full email must not have gone through. That's embarrassing. And I thought, there's a bit of an ironic touch here. Something nice. And then I stopped reading the first lines of your emails after I saw one that said, I'm sorry for knocking over your plant. And I thought, you know, I know too much. I just need to step back from all of this. But Donna, the new tech support guy, uh, who did something that none of us know how to do.
0: I'm sorry. Is and the And I think broke broken? a printer
2: in the process. Did I break it? I think it was severely jammed. I'm gonna go. No, you have to come all back.
0: Right. All right, I'll stay for a little while. We'll be all re-
2: right.
0: And we're back, Donna and Steve on my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. The uh, there's a new episode or do two come out today of um,
2: William and Kate. Volume.
0: I said William and Kate, and I did not mean that.
2: Harry and Meghan.
0: That's their names. Um, Volumes,
2: Donna. Please stop calling them episodes. We'll get a call from the monarchy.
0: Okay, the final volumes of Harry and Meghan are out today. But I guess that doesn't matter because the relationship between Harry and his brother, Prince William, is already toast. This is coming from a source close to the royals. That's generic. That um, where they say the relationship between them is over. William will never forgive Harry for selling out his and Kate's secrets. Mm. This gives me a stomach ache. Yeah. Harry knows more than anyone how much their privacy means to William and Kate. And it's just shocking to William that Harry, who knows exactly how distressing it will be to him, is now selling them out to the media. Harry? Harry. Harry. Um, who, adding more fuel to the fire? Harry and Meghan is already Netflix's biggest documentary debut of all time. People watched 81.55 million hours of it within its first four days of release.
2: I hate that unit of measurement.
0: Yeah, that's not good. I'm
2: tired of it. Just tell me how many accounts and then we'll assume three people latch onto the account.
0: Right. You right, know? Right. I haven't paid for
2: Netflix in a decade. <laughs> right. All right. But my brother, Jombie, is.
1: Jombie, huh? Your brothers with Pee the the floating head? Mecha Leka High, Mecha Ho. Yeah. Right. yeah. I forget relieved. how he got
2: that nickname. My dad gave it to him somewhere yeah. along the line. His real name is Josh. Oh, hey. hey. But yeah, shout out to uh, Green oh, this Wizards. Oh,
0: di- this is not Scooty.
2: Not Scooty. No, it's they're Scooty and Jombie. Jombie and Steve. I mean.
0: I mean there oh, that sounds right. like a sitcom coming Thursday nights
1: to ABC.
2: <laughs> Scooty Jombie, and Steve?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. Please make it happen.
2: And Jombie's like the most straight-laced of us all. He's very funny, but you know, he's straight-laced. So the fact that I would have the most normal name in that potential Peacock sitcom. Mhm. I think we have to start paying for Peacock soon, I think they said. Oh, is that right? members, I think, yeah. Damn it. I know. I'm sorry, Donna. It's okay. I think this is sad about Prince William and and Prince Harry.
0: Because I'm torn. I am, like, really... I can certainly put myself in the shoes of either one of them when it comes to the relationship, how Harry wanted to just get out of there. Like, it's not his fault he was born into this family. Like, there's... I could see where he'd feel trapped. But you also don't want to throw your... Brother slash best friend under the bus, right? And tell all his secrets. That's just that's not fair. That's
2: ugh. yeah. I don't. You know, blood it's, is thicker than water. I I'm with you in that you sort of see both sides of it, right? Yeah. You know, you can, and you can understand, and and especially you know, you would think that maybe they might be able to mend fences at some point. Especially when Harry and William both recognize, like, look, Harry did this because he was reminded of mom. Right. mum, as they would say. And, you know, he doesn't want history to repeat itself. So, you know, isn't that life, you know, you got to really, your best chance of resolving issues is when you address the why and not the what was done. Don't start at the what, but go to the why. You know, that's where you got to, start and because that's where it's all rooted from right you know and but if you just stay on the why would you say this and let our secrets out and all that kind of stuff that'll maybe not go anywhere
0: right well and you have to keep in mind william is going to be the king someday he's got to you know if if that's his future he's got to stay the course you know not show emotion do what they do you know even though It could be an opportunity for him to change things. I'll
2: tell you what's amazing about names.
0: Okay. (laughs) Are we going back to Jambi? I don't know what's happening.
2: No, but I'm thinking like Princess, excuse me, Prince William could never go by Prince Willie. And isn't it amazing how our name, like just a slight variation of a name changes everything. Why couldn't he? Because it just, Willie. No one's going to take a Willie. You speak on behalf of New Jersey Alley people. You think people in Britain are going to accept a Prince Willie? He's probably hardly ever been called Willie. Uh, Always William.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Willie.
2: It's the same thing, Donna. It's like when I. Okay. How about Billy?
1: Could he be a Billy? Yeah. Or just Bill. King Bill.
2: If I had see me holding this up to my forehead, yeah, like I, I do this with you all the time. If I had a two-inch cylindrical mole protruding from my forehead that I was never going to remove, I would have never been in television and probably not even radio. If I if it was just coming out like a hot dog, <laughs> everything about me was the but same.
0: That, that is so different. A name is invisible.
2: Yeah, but it still implies something, especially within the regals, the uptight regals, the royals.
0: You mean because? Oh well, especially royals call it a willy.
2: Oh, what are you? I thinking? didn't even think
0: about oh, that. What were you thinking about? Just, just the name, like Billy Willie. Yeah, I you know
2: you don't take someone seriously if they're Willie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Haven't G we never seen serious Willies out there? Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that.
2: Also, hasn't it been a long time since we've seen a bearded president?
1: I guess. Yeah.
2: I'm just saying, it's like weird stuff. You get these people, there's this perception that we expect in different positions. And Prince Willie addresses the passing of some, you know, member of parliament. That's not going to fly. It's got to be Prince William.
1: Well, maybe he can be Prince Willie and then he can grow some mutton chops. No, no. Change change the vibe. Animal
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think that's great. And oddly, as I'm looking at this picture, Prince William shaven, Prince Harry has that Ed Sheeran hair mm-hmm. and a beard. I don't think he has Ed Sheeran hair. They both have kind of as you call it the cotton candy. Uh, excuse the me, the cotton, cotton candy. candy old lady hair. <laughs> oh. That's where their hair comes from Ed Sheeran has never appeared he's super talented and like funny and all that and it appears as though he has never not rubbed a balloon on his head right before (laughs) performing
0: (laughs) okay he's got very thinning hair the thing the challenge for Harry is that he's got more coarse hair and it's thinning (laughs) do you know what I mean it's coarse thinning yeah hair so he could get away with it a little bit better he'll 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 be all right he'll be just
2: fine he's doing okay to this point you know i look back on how i attempted to take a stand in this conversation about the royals in the netflix special and i have enough self-awareness to say that it wasn't very fruitful my last three minutes (laughs) <laughs> and I know that. And so I want to do better.
1: Okay. Thank uh, you. For yeah. That I, I would like to add that the last time there was a presidential picture, it looks like with a full beard, was uh, pre- uh, President Benjamin Harrison. What?
2: what year is that? 1889 to
1: 1893. Crazy. President 23 with a full beard. Now, there were some uh, mustachioed gentlemen. Last seen on William Howard Taft.
2: Last seen. When was Taft president? Like 1916 or something?
1: Uh, 1909 to 1913. You know, he was busy. Also Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, that William Taft. Oh.
2: Wow. And he was was more portly, am I thinking of that? Or Grover Cleveland. Yeah, he kind
0: of looked like a walrus. Yeah, Taft got stuck in the bathtub.
2: (laughs) It was Taft who got stuck in the bathtub?
0: Yeah. Well, they made him real small back then.
2: That's what he said. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, look, you just want to avoid that if at all possible. <laughs> okay. You know those
0: mustaches the the hat, the Taft, William yeah. Taft, very in now, especially among hipster bartenders.
2: Yes, you're right. <laughs> Taft could work in uptown.
0: Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> oh
2: that's what is happening i I want to say this (laughs) um funny speaking of facial hair we watched uh, an episode of the santa clauses the new spin-off disney plus series of the santa claus franchise and we really like the santa claus one like we watch that every year usually kicks off holiday viewing in our home classic um but i just want to say if you haven't seen it yet Uh, They're doing a nice job with the series, you know, and it's it's episodic, so it's 30 minutes at a time, but it's nice. It looks like they pumped some good money into it just in terms of production, quality, set design, etc. Although, episode two, speaking of facial hair, there was a moment where it looked like Tim Allen's beard was fully falling off at one point to the point where my wife mentioned it. And I was like, oh, that's because he's like de santa right now. Oh. Shedding? And I said, I thought it was going to shed right off in the next scene. Next scene, it's fully glued back on. But it was a weird, like glaring uh, error, I think, on Disney's yeah. part. But I... my, one, of my, one of my favorite things about a holiday <laughs> movie is when they show you the North Pole. And they, you get to see more elements of the North Pole here. And I just thought that that was nice. Anyway, in hindsight, as we look back on this segment, we want to wish Harry and William the best. We want them to resolve and forgive and uh, come back together. We would like to see more facial hair in our political candidates. And you should watch the Santa Claus I think we can just re-rack the first 45 minutes of the show a few times. Get out of here early. Go grab a hoagie.
0: Okay. Great.
2: Also, this about politicians before we go. I need every political advisor to stop telling your candidate to put on like flannel at some point during your run to try to relate with, you know, people who live in the woods or at like some <laughs> log competition. I just don't. It looks like a costume, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. I just don't need the sleeves rolled up and a flannel. I don't want to see you that way. That's all.
0: Uh, Thank you, Steve. That's why we call this show The Experience. And when we come back, Steve, I got something for you. It's going to trigger you. Donna. You're really... Holly, I don't think you've ever seen this before, but you're about to see Steve go off when I tell
2: you. Oh, boy. I'm going to stay calm.
0: He'll stay calm, but he'll still make his point. Um, <laughs> Kelsey Ballerini recently got divorced. Uh, she was on a podcast explaining why. I don't think Steve is going to have it. We'll get to that and more. And if you see something, say something coming up next. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson. We got Holly Roberts with us for one more segment. Woo! If you see something, Wee. you should
2: say something. <laughs> uh, like the pig in the old Geico commercial, remember? Oh, yeah. Sticking his head out the window. Wee.
0: That's funny. Oh. They were going home uh. all the way. Okay, I'm going to hit Hey, if you
2: see something, say something. Oh, oh that go. is catchy, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got to go. go. go.
0: Time for If You See Something, Say Something
2: with Donna and Steve if you see something say something come on and party tonight hi everybody this is adriana Trajani. i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson To the gym to work out
0: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
2: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
0: all right i saw this story i wondered about it because it didn't seem like it was a long marriage and uh kind of caught my eye, and I thought, "Oh, I wonder what Steve would say about this.
2: Oh, you didn't wonder
0: I knew <laughs> I well, I know what you're going to say. I know it. But sometimes we need to hear it again, okay? You
2: just heard it recently, like a week ago. I feel like you guys probably were baiting me. But okay.
0: uh, during a recent interview, Ke- uh, Kelsey Ballerini, country artist, said that she split with her country artist uh, husband, Morgan Evans, not just because the magic had gone out of the relationship, uh, but she had a few other things to say. First thing uh, was she got married young.
1: I'm a 29-year-old woman who got married really young to, to a person that I was so deeply in love with, by the way. Like, and I have to honor that um even through the mess of it right now and i just don't think there's a lot of stories of just women at any age but especially in your 20s just going you're a good person i'm a good person and i choose me and so i think that's confusing to people
0: okay wait steve there's more okay because you got married young as well she talks
1: about you know how the passion
0: kind of fizzles after a while
1: For a while, you're right. It was kind of like, okay, this is just a new phase of a relationship because relationships go through seasons, right? And like, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. For a long time, I was like, oh, this is just, the glitter wears off. That's what happens, you know? And then you just, you get into a phase where you just, you wait for it to come back, you know, and then sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, it is such a disservice and a dishonoring of yourself. If you know something is not right, and you stay.
0: There you go. So the glitter wore off and she knew it wasn't coming back. So she chose herself.
1: And she hmm. is 29
0: now. Right. So that's what she's saying. So she, yeah, she probably married got married again. 26, 27, something like that. Yeah.
2: Okay. Come on. So- <laughs> Come
0: on, Come give on. us a little more. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So I
2: um, I think people appreciate
0: what you you have to say about marriage.
2: Well, I think that, first of all, I'm sorry that she's gone through a divorce. Me too. I think that that's a really obviously difficult thing to go through, no matter your reasons. Um, I think that there is a common narrative that feels well-intentioned, but in the end leads to a different cycle of emptiness which is the she alluded to it there um, you're a good person i'm a good person but i choose me so the very nature of a marriage is making a commitment to choose the other it is the opposite of the sentiment that you'll see a lot of times on social media on blogs or maybe just in conversations where it is, you know, let me use the, the, the female perspective, and it could be said the exact opposite way, but like, oh, you know, girl, if he's not making you happy, you deserve to be happy. So that is like a quintessentially Western way of thinking where your emotional contentment in any given relationship, particularly a romantic one or a marriage, is the chief concern. And I just fundamentally disagree with that and think that though well-intentioned, it will leave you to, it's like chasing after the wind, trying to find your feelings. Let me give you this from the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. I highlighted this years ago and it's always stuck with me at a seminar where I was speaking on the concept of proactivity. A man came up and said, Stephen, I like what you're saying, but every situation is so different. Look at my marriage. I'm really worried my wife and I just don't have the same feelings. Glitter. For each other that we used to have. I guess I just don't love her anymore and she doesn't love me. What can I do? The speaker then said, the feeling isn't there anymore? That's right. And we have three children and we're really concerned about it. What do you suggest? To which he replied, love her. He said, I told you the feeling just isn't there anymore. He answered again, love her. You don't understand. The feeling of love just isn't there. Then love her. If the feeling isn't there, that's a good reason to love her. Twitch the guy now, frustrated. How do you love when you don't love? And he responded, my friend, love is a verb. Love the feeling is a fruit of love, the verb. So love her, serve her, sacrifice, listen to her, empathize, appreciate, affirm her. Are you willing to do that? Said a different way. And author Tim Keller says in any relationship, and it, how about in every relationship, there will be frightening spells in which your feelings of love dry up. And when that happens, you must remember that the essence of a marriage is that it's a covenant. It's a commitment. It's a promise of future love. So what do you do? Do the acts of love, despite your lack of feeling. You might not feel tender, sympathetic, and eager to please. But in your actions, you must be tender, understanding, forgiving, and helpful. And if you do that, as time goes on, you'll not only get through the dry spells, but they'll become less frequent and deep, and this will become more constant. You're in your feelings. That's what can happen when you decide to love. The point of all of those different excerpts is, I think that when you put wanting to be happy is that's a good and natural thing, but when you make that the ultimate thing, it's it's counterfeit. You'll find that when you think you've attained it, it turns out, in fact, it was fleeting and it goes away. And so if you leave because of the lack of glitter with one person and you get together with the other person, that glitter is going to wear off. Maybe it'll happen in three years, maybe in five years, 10 years, whatever. If the feeling is what you are putting as primary. And so I think that there are just a lot of folks out there and people who are contemplating leaving their marriages. And I would just offer you the encouragement to power through Recite your vows again to, to him, to her, to each other, and just in your own head. And remember, the commitment that we made wasn't as long as I'm happy, right? I mean, the, the, the vows that we read are the exact opposite of that. And they say, even when I'm not feeling it, I'm going to stay in it because what we're doing right now is making a promise. Not that you're always going to be the most attractive person to me or the funniest person in my circle or the best listener. It's, in fact, saying, I know that you're broken, And you know that I'm broken. And sometimes I'll meet your needs and sometimes you'll meet mine. But how about even when we don't, let's commit to loving each other anyway. And by the way,
0: how much do we owe you for the TED Talk? I
2: say say all that realizing that there are certain situations which are outside of the general norm. I'm speaking when the general norm is when stuff gets tough and he's not making you happy or she's not making you happy. People give up too early at that stage of the game.
0: Takes two to tango, though. If someone doesn't Absolutely. want to be married to you anymore, what are you going to do? Force them? Tie them to a the bedpost
2: and be like, hey, you will hey. love me. That is, and that is one of the brutal parts of a struggling marriage is when one spouse wants to help it and the other is too proud to receive help or seek help. That's a really difficult spot. I acknowledge that. Thank
0: you. Holly, we love you. Yes, Holly, love you. we're committed to you. Oh. Yes, we're committed to you. Bye.